Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. I'm your host, Laura Ann Moore, and today we're going to talk about what to do when you feel overwhelmed with your money and my top tips for taking back financial control. Now, when you feel overwhelmed with your money, this can show up in like so many different ways, right? It's going to look different for everybody, but it could be things such as you're not looking in your bank account or spending any time on your finances. So being financially avoidant, you feel sick or worried every time you think about money, you get confused about where to start or what to do next. Maybe you're struggling to prioritise where to put your money and what to, do I pay off debt first? Do I clear these bills? You know, it's all of those things where it feels like handling your money right now is just too much. It's too much. It's overwhelming and causes you to maybe procrastinate or bury your head in the sand or not be able to make what feels like a confident, educated financial decision. Now, it's going to look, like I say, different for everybody, but I wanted to use this episode as an opportunity to just share some tips about how to work through that. Now, what we do know with reports and studies is that there is a massive link between money and mental health. So when you are struggling with your money, it may make your mental health a bit poorer or harder to manage and vice versa. When you have poor mental health, it can make managing your money harder. So the two link together. That's what we do know. And that can then affect how you handle your money. Now, I'm sure all of us are going to be in agreement here, but at the moment, it feels like whenever we read the news or whenever we go online, there seems to be some kind of crazy, some kind of intense something about money and how high inflation is, uh, the cost of living crisis, the housing market being all over the place. And it feels like it's harder than ever to save and enjoy your money. Like I know that I feel that, right? One of my last episodes, I spoke about how I saved £15,000, the steps that I took to get there. I did that when I was 19, right? I'm 28 now. So that was nearly 10 years ago. And it felt financially like a different time. So now we're in this position where, yes, all of those tips 100% still apply, but there is a different landscape, right? And the problem as well is that it's everywhere you go. You literally feel like you can't avoid it right now. And naturally, that is going to be tapping into your nervous system and making you feel worried. It's going to be making you feel overwhelmed. It's going to be making you feel all of those things. And yeah, we, this, this basically, this podcast is just going to be, if that is how you feel right now, follow these steps. And hopefully by the end of it, you'll be feeling less overwhelmed and more in control of your money. So these are things that I have done as well. So I, they're, they're proven, they're tested and proven. Is that the phrase? They're tested and tried. 
you know what I'm getting at. But let's get into tip number one. So first of all, tip number one is about being honest with yourself and identifying your stress points. It is so easy to lie to ourselves, right? It's the classic case of, let's say you're trying to lose weight and you're like, I don't know why I keep putting on weight. But then you look back over your day and be genuinely honest with yourself and you go, because I ate a whole pack of digestive biscuits, family bag size of crisps, and I had a takeaway for every meal. Now, I'm not a food shamer here. So absolutely, if that is what you want, that's absolutely fine. Caveat to that. However, what I'm saying is you want to be honest with yourself and actually understand what is the root of the problem, what is causing you that stress. So that could be, for example, identifying maybe every day you're looking at the news, right? And every day you look at the news and there's something new you read about money. And instead of it empowering you and making you go make decisions that feel good for your finances, instead, it's making you feel like shit and it's overwhelming you. So that's one way, you know, that might be one way that you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe it's that you don't know where all of your money is going and you're getting to the end of the month being like, oh, I don't know what, I don't know where my money's gone. I don't know what I spent it on. I don't know why I don't have any right now. So that would be a way to identify the stress point and you could be honest with yourself and say, well, yeah, I don't track my money. I don't actually, of course, I don't know where it goes because I don't track it. Or another way could be focusing on maybe, for example, it's your debt that's causing you stress and it's that you don't know how much debt you have, who you owe, what bills you have to pay, what the minimum repayments are, right? So it's just about being really honest with yourself and identifying what right now is causing you to feel overwhelmed. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, Laura, hun, it's everything, (laughs) then hopefully the rest of these tips are still going to help to just reduce that. And you might be able to identify what the overwhelming points or stress points are as you go along. So the next tip is to really understand what your numbers are and make a tangible plan, right? This is like a very practical one and it's important because the more that you know about your finances, the better. And it might feel scary at first, but it's absolutely not a case of better the devil you know. I have been there where I've been like, I've had a month where maybe I haven't sat down and had a money day. I haven't created a budget. I don't really know what's going on. I've just been spending. I might have saved. I might have bills coming out. I don't really know. And I've been like, oh, do you know what? I just won't look at my bank account. Do you know what? I'm sure it'll sort itself out. But there is this underlying bubbling feeling of absolute anxiety because I'm like, I actually don't know what's going on. So in this instance, knowledge is power. The more that you can know about your finances and the more that you can be in touch with it, the better, because that allows you to actually then create a plan. So for example, let's say that you are overwhelmed by your debt you could actually create, once you understand the numbers and you've worked out who you owe, how much you owe, what the minimum repayments are, you could actually create a debt management plan that says to you, I have to pay off debt this much every month on these dates and this is by the time I will be um, out of debt. Or maybe you will say, right, I don't know where my money's going, so I'm actually for the next month or for the next week going to track my spending and figure out where I'm going. And with that information, it's kind of like data collecting. With that information, I will then make a budget. 
So you're making a tangible plan or maybe you have something big to save for, but you feel like you're not able to save because you don't have a clue what's going on. And you're like, I've got bills coming out of my ears and this holiday or this thing is getting closer and closer. I don't have any money saved. So you could make a tangible plan where you know what you have to do every month to reach what you want. That information is going to be so powerful for you. Now, this kind of ties into the idea of having a money date and sitting down and understanding where your money's gone and what you can do and reflecting and making a plan for moving forward. That is going to that is going to make you feel better. I know in this moment you might be cringing and actually being like, "Oh god, the thought of sitting down and doing that makes me feel so sick." And what I would recommend is like so in in the scenario of having a money date, right? And I've got a checklist that you can download. So I'll put that in the show notes, but get comfortable, like get really, make yourself feel safe, make yourself feel comfortable and do it in like 10 minute chunks. Set yourself a timer for 10 minutes, do a little something. And usually actually what happens is once you start the action, the motivation then follows to continue, but set a timer for 10 minutes, give yourself a five little minute break and repeat the process until what you need to do is done. Once that plan is created. And that plan, I promise you, is going to make you feel better. Okay, tip number three is all about your mindset. Now, mindset is so important when it comes to these feelings, because a lot of the time, the language that we're using and the way that we're thinking about our money is actually making us feel worse. It's making us feel more overwhelmed because you're saying to yourself, oh my God, it's never, it's, it's going to be like this forever. Oh my God, I'm never going to be out of debt. Or, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to save. I'm just so shit with money. All of those things are actually just adding to your overwhelm. So it's about asking you, how are you currently viewing this situation? And what are you currently saying about the situation? Now, it's not about lying to yourself and being like, oh my God, I'm so rich. I have everything I want. I'm living my best life. It's not about lying if that's actually not where you're at, but it's about being honest with yourself, kind of like the first tip, and understanding how much of it is in your control to change and how are you viewing what's in your control? So for example, we cannot change inflation. If we could, that'd be great, (laughs) but we can't. That's something completely out of our control. However, you can be in control of what you're spending and what you're, uh, yeah, spending your disposable income on, right? Now, I'm not about restriction. I'm not going to tell you that you need to cut out your lattes or that you need to stop having avocado toast or going out with your friends because all of that stuff is important. And actually, when we can have things that we enjoy and that bring us joy, it's going to actually help us regulate our nervous system. But if for a month you need to rein in your spending for a hot minute whilst you align your finances, create a plan and it makes you feel better, then that's absolutely fine. But it's just about understanding what is in your control with your finances and how are you viewing that? And to add to that, visualization can be such an incredible tool to help you like start to reduce some of that overwhelm, like visualizing yourself in a more positive place with money creating those feelings in your head first to say, you know what, I've got this, I can do this. It might take a while or I might have to reach out and ask for help or I might have to maybe, you know, do something I don't want to do for the short term to help me in the long term, but I've got this. I trust myself. I'm capable of being able to manage and take control of my finances. I got this, I got this. So acknowledging that your mindset and your language is very important. So tip number four is about tracking your progress. How are you going to know if you're doing well or if you're progressing 
if you're not tracking what you're actually doing, it's so easy to create a budget at the start of the month or when you get paid and then just go through the month forgetting about it. I have done that a million times, by the way. I've created a budget and like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And then like I go throughout the month and then I get maybe halfway through and I go, oh, that budget went completely out of the window because I wasn't tracking it. So it's always that two parts. It's about creating a plan, but then to be able to actually follow through with the plan, it's about tracking what you're doing throughout the month. Now you don't have to like watch your every single move, but looking at what you're doing, what your behaviours are, what you're spending your money on, what choices you're making is going to help you understand if the plan that you've created is right for you and is actually going to get you to where you need to be. And that can actually be really motivating and help alleviate some of the feelings of overwhelm because you can go, you know what, I might be making small progress, but I'm making some progress. And that's the key thing. I'm not going backwards here. I am going forwards, even if it's just a tiny little step at a time, you're still making progress. And if you're not, and you're able to go, wow, I'm actually really not moving in any direction right now. You can go back to the start, re- be, be honest with yourself, re-identify what's going on, create a new plan and repeat the process. Because there's always going to be little nuggets of information that you're going to find as you do that. So it's all about understanding where you're at and where you can be. And this can then apply to if you feel like you're struggling with prioritizing. So like, do I clear debt first? Do I pay these bills first? Having an understanding of that and tracking it as you go along is going to help you make those decisions. Because even if you don't have all the answers now, as you start to do it day by day, you'll feel a bit more confident with what you're doing. And to move on to tip number five, know that there is help available. So we have, there. there is a debt charity called Step Change. And then there's also the Citizens Advice, which offer out free financial advice. And they can be amazing in a time of need. So if you are unable to do the steps that I've taken, I've said because of how you feel, or if you've done those steps and you're like, I don't really understand or know how I can actually make this situation better, or you just want a bit of support, they are incredible people to chat to. They can be so helpful, whether that's helping you with your debt, whether that's just offering a little bit of free advice or a little bit of comfort, know that there is that help. But also reaching out to friends and family and asking for help in a time of need can be so supportive, especially if like, we're all in this together, right? If everybody's being affected by the cost of living crisis, everyone's kind of feeling the crunch. So reaching out and talking about it and sharing is gonna be, it's gonna be hopefully really comforting if you have good people around you that you feel like you can trust to talk to. Now, what you don't want to do is get together as a group of friends and all just be going, oh my God, I'm so poor. No, I'm the poorest. No, I don't have any money. No, you know, we don't, that's what we don't want. However, if you can reach out and to your friends or to your family and have a conversation, like, how's everybody feeling? I wonder if there's anything, maybe we can all, you know, do X, Y, and Z together. We can hang out on a budget. Maybe we can help each other out somehow. Talking about it is so amazing and helpful. And to add to that, first of all, please feel free to drop me an email or slide into my DMs and I can help in any way I can. But reaching out and finding communities online can also be really, really cool. So many people online in the finance space that can offer the support and offer the help. And like even just having people who you feel are in a similar position to you can be really comforting. So yeah, that is kind of the five main tips for taking back control of your money and reducing any overwhelm you might be feeling. So tip number one, be honest with yourself and identify your stress points. Tip number two, understand your numbers and make a tangible plan. 
Tip number three, acknowledge that mindset is really important and be aware of the language that you're using about the situation. Tip number four, track your progress and know what's going on. And tip number five, know that there is help available and reaching out and talking about it is going to make you feel so much better. Now, the worst thing we can do in this situation is bury our head in the sand, avoid it, pretend like nothing's happened. What you want to do is put yourself back in the driver's seat, right? You're all out there working, making money, working hard for your money and being the one in the driver's seat, choosing where your money goes, picking how you spend it and how you save it, even if right now that isn't fully in alignment with you know, your big goals and it's just a short-term thing whilst we ride the wave of whatever is going on in the world, the more important thing in this scenario is not about investing as much as you can, saving as much as you can, spending no money. Or, you know, it's not about all of that. And I think what can happen, especially in the finance world, is that there's all these people who are like, it's the classic case of being on social media, seeing what other people are doing and thinking everybody else is doing better than you. Seeing people maybe who are online and going out with your friends and you're like, I don't even have money to hang out with my friends right now. Well, you don't know those people that are doing it. They might not even, you know, they might be having their own struggles or looking at people who are like, I run my own business and I've just, you know, I'm, I can retire when I'm 32 because I have a million pounds in my investing account and being like, oh my God, I'm nowhere near that. The best thing is to put your blinkers on. Don't look at what other people are doing right now. The most important person in this scenario is you, is you, how you're handling and feeling about your own money and putting in place the practical steps that will help you feel more connected to your money, know what's going on. Because even if you know what's going on and you look at it and you go, that is a mess. I don't know what to do with it. That you you have tangible information that you can then reach out to somebody to ask for help, or you can Google or watch YouTube videos and educate yourself on what to do. But without that information, it's hard to make a plan. So the practical stuff, and then emotionally re-regulating your nervous system so that you don't feel as overwhelmed, maybe turning off the news and not listening to all of the articles that are just on repeat at the moment and really just reconnecting with yourself and your finances in a way that works for you so you can take back control and feel less overwhelmed. So hopefully that has been helpful and you can take these tips away and yeah, put them in place um, and it'll make you feel better. (laughs) So yeah, hopefully those top five tips are going to help you to reduce your overwhelm and start to feel more in control. I hope you found them helpful. And please do reach out if you have any questions or want to share anything. Um, In the show notes, I will put the money date checklist for you to download just in case you want a copy of that to help you on this journey. And yeah, thank you for tuning in and I look forward to the next episode. Mwah!